Soita Daf Yud Gimel Amadalev, page thirteen, side A. Vayimeres and Miriam was saying in prophecy, Asida imi sheteilet bein shemishias Yisrael, that my mother is destined to give birth to a son who will be saving and helping the Jews. Vechayvan shenelad Moshe, once Moshe was born, Nismali kol habayis kula oyir, the entire house filled with light, and they understood that actually the savior of the Jews was born. Um, so Amram, her father of Miriam, stood up and kissed her on her head. And Amar he said to her, My daughter, your prophecy has become fulfilled that a savior of the Jews will be born. But after they placed him into the uh, river, Omad Ovio, so her father stood up with Tvocha al Roshan banged her on her head Omarlah. My daughter, where is your prophecy? Because he thought he's going to die in the river. And this is what it says in the Pasuk. That his sister stood from a distance to see what is going to happen to him so that it was specifically she that stood to see since she was uh, confident that he will be saved and she stood there what is going to be at the end with her prophecy that she prophesied we learned in the Mishnah that Yosef Yosef married her to bury his father so the Gemara explains different aspects of Yaakov's burial. And the Gemara asks, Why is it in the beginning when they went up to bury Yaakov, the Egyptians? Um, so first it talks about the Mitzrim uh, before Yosef and his brothers, because the Pasuk Dixiv, first it says, So first it says, that Yosef went up to bury his father. So all the servants and slaves of Pari went up together with Yosef, etc. And afterwards it says, uh, Only afterwards the Pasuk talks about all Yosef's family, his brothers and his father's household. But on the way back, why is it different on the end, on the way back from the burial? So then they write first about, then they uh, come, Yosef and his brother come before the Egyptians, because first it says, Yosef Yosef returned to Egypt, him and his brother, and afterwards it says, all those that went up with him to bury his father, so they came afterwards, that's the Egyptians, so that is the opposite as they went out in the beginning, the Gemara answers of Rabbi Yechanan, Says Rabbi Yechonah, but in the beginning, before they have seen the Egyptians, seen the honor of the Israel, they did not conduct themselves with honor towards the Bnei Israel, and therefore they went out before them. But after Yaakov's burial, they saw their honor. They conducted with them in honor, and they allowed them to go ahead and return before them. The Gemara explains what is the honor that they saw about Yisrael, the Ksiv. The verse says, On the other side of the Yardin, they came to the Goyren Ha'otod, and they eulogized there a great and a heavy eulogy. And Goyren Ha'otod means that it was a grain that was Me'otod. 
So Goyren Ha'otet has the meaning that it was a, a, a Goyren, there was a circle from Ha'otet. Goyren Ha'otet. So, V'chi Goyren Yesh Lo'i Ot La'ot, V'chi Goyren Yesh Lo'i La'otet. Is there then a, a, a circle to uh, an Ha'otet? In other words, do we gather Ha'otet crowns and make a circle of them? Therefore, Abba Rabbo, Rabbo says, this wasn't a uh, a goyden. Um, goyden is actually the granary. Do we actually, you know, in other words, do we make a granary out of these atodim, out of these uh, uh, out of these atodim? But rather, the place is called goyden haotod. Malamet shekifu kisorim shel Yaakov that they surrounded crowns around the coffin of Yaakov, Kigoyden Zeh, uh, just like the uh, granary, Shemakifin Otod, in which you uh, surround with an Otod, which is a sort of a fence of thorns to keep it all around. Uh, so they surrounded like a fence with Kisorim uh, um, around the Yaakov's coffin. Who surrounded it? Shabo, Bnei Esau, Bnei Yishmael, Bnei Keturah, the sons of Esau, and the sons of Yishmael, and the sons of Keturah, came, and they gave honor to Yaakov. They hung their crowns on his uh, coffin. And the Egyptians that saw this honor, they too began to conduct with honor towards his children, towards Bnei Yisra. Tana, we learned in Abraham, Sekulam, all of them, the sons of Esau, and the sons of Yishmoel and the sons of Keturah, they came actually for war with the Bnei Yaakov, so that he should not be buried in the Mars in the uh, cave of the Machpelah. But once they saw Yosef's crown that it was hanging on Yaakov's coffin, not Lukulon Kisrei, and they all took their crowns, and they hung it on the coffin of Yaakov. Tana, we learned in the Ibraisa, Shloishim Vishishuk Sarim Nitlu Barin Shayakov, that there were thirty six crowns that were hung on the coffin of Yaakov. They eulogized there a great and a very heavy eulogy. Tana, we learned in Ibraisa, what was this great heavy eulogy that was done? That Afilu. Susim vafilu chamoyim. Even the horses and the donkeys became sad from the uh, passing of of Yaakov. The Gemara says, "Kevon shigil lemaras machpela." Once they reached to the cave of the machpela to bury Yaakov, also Esav, so Esav came. Kama Akiv, he was preventing them from burying them. Omer lahem, he said to the sons of Yaakov, "Mam re kiriyos arba yechevren, mam re di." Kiri of Arba, the Kiri of Four is Chevron. But Rabbi Yitzchak and Rabbi Yitzchak said that the reason why the cave is called Kiriyas Arba, the Kiri of Four, because um, those that were buried in Arba Zugis Hoyu, there were four pairs. Adam Vechav Avram Besor, Adam Vechav Avram Besor Yitzchak Verivka Yitzchak Verivka and Yaakov Veleir. But when Yitzchak died, there was still two. Uh, graves uh, that we too inherited and since he went and buried Leia in his section 
that he became, that he got as an inheritance. So Vahai the Paish, so the one that's left over, the D who belongs to me. Amrulay. So the Nayakov said, Zabinta, you sold your portion in the cave at the time that you sold the uh, firstborn rights. So Esav said, Nihi de Chedusa. Let it be true that I sold my portion of the firstborn, that I shouldn't get double in my inheritance. But Pshi Tusa, the simple portion that I get as a simple son, Mizabina, did I sell that? Amru lay so the son of Yaakov said, "In, you also actually sold the uh, part of the uh, your simple portion that also could exceed, because it's written in the pasuk that Yaakov says to Yosef, in the grave that I dug for myself in the land of Egypt over there you bury me.'" So Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shimon ben Yitzadok, so Rabbi Yochanan says in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yitzadok. That this that the pasuk says karisi ein kira elo l'shoin mechira that the kira means a language of sale. Zmi kira shekarisi li the kever that was sold to me. She came the krakayim kaidim krakayim kaidim the mechira kira. So in the cities overseas they call a sale they call it kira. So it turns out that you actually sold me that portion too. Amr Luhu Saisav said, if I actually sold it to you, Havali Garta, show the documentation. Show the document of sale on my portion of the motor. Amr Lay, so the Yaakov says, the document is found in Egypt. So the brothers thought amongst themselves, Uman So who's going to go to bring it from Egypt? So they decided Nazel Naftali Naftali should go because the Kalil Kayalta because he goes quickly just like a uh, like an ayol quick. The Ksiv, as it says Naftali is ayola shlucha he's like a sent ayil hanoisein imre shofer. And we expounded upon this Amar Abo Al Tikre Imre Shofer. Don't read it as words of Shofer, Elo Imre Sefer, but the words of the documentation that he brought the document of sale from Egypt. The Gemara brings that at that time, Hushim, uh, which was braided Don, who was the son of Don, the son of Yaakov, Tomon Havo, he was there at the time of the sale. The Akidin lay Udna, and his ears were heavy from hearing, he couldn't hear well. Amr Luhu, so Chushim says to the Yaakov, my high, why, uh, he couldn't, you know, he, uh, what was going on over there, he says, why are you delaying, what's the commotion, because they weren't bearing Yaakov, uh, why aren't you bearing Yaakov, Amr Leikom Akiv, high, so they're saying, this guy, Esav, is preventing, until Naftali will come from Egypt and bring along the document of sale for the space in the cave, Amr Luhu, so Chushim said to them, Until Naftali will come from Egypt, My father's father, which is Don's father, uh, which is Yaakov lying in shame. So he, Chushim took a stick, He hit Esav over the head and he killed him. And because of the hit, Nasrun Enoi, uh, the eyes of Esav fell out 
and they fell on the feet of Yaakov in the coffin. Paschino Yaakov So Yaakov opened his eyes, and he smiled. this is what it says: Yismach Tzadik, the Tzadik rejoices ki nokom, because he's seen revenge. Pa'om of bedam harosha, and he will pa'om uh, he will bathe in the blood of the evil. And therefore Yaakov was happy because he saw in the revenge that was revenged in Esau. And the Esau Rivka. At that point, the prophecy of Rivka has become fulfilled. Because the Apostle says, Why should I lose you both in one day? Although that the death of Esau Yaakov was not really in one day, because Yaakov died earlier, they brought him to there, and then this was right there. But nevertheless, it's considered that she lost them both in one day. The burial, nevertheless, took place in one day. The Pesach says that Yesod went up to bury his father, and also when he returned, it says, after he buried his father. So the Pesach relates Yaakov's burial to Yosef. So the Gemara asks, how was it that the brothers allowed for him to take the name that he buried his father. If Yosef would not occupy himself with the burial, his brother would not have occupied himself to bury him. But the verse states, His son carried him to the land of Canaan. So it turns out that also the other brothers occupied themselves with Yaakov's burial. So why is it, how come they allowed that the burial should be called only on Yosef? The Gemara answers, Amru, the other brother said, Hanichu loi, that allow Yosef to occupy himself in the uh, burial of Yaakov more than us, because Kvoidei it is the honor of Yaakov that Yosef, who is the king, he should occupy himself with his burial. that's more honor than he will be buried by ordinary people, which is themselves. So in the Mishnah we learn, Mi lomnu godl mi Yosef, who can be to us greater than Yosef? That the only one who occupied himself was Moshe. Tano, Rabbonu, we learn that b'raisa. Boy, you would come and see, Kama chavivus mitzvahs al Moshe Rabbeinu, how dear mitzvahs are al Moshe Rabbeinu. Shekol Yisrael kulam nisasku babiza. All Jewish people were occupied in the spoil from the Egyptians because they borrowed from them golden silver vessels and golden vessels. But Moshe occupied himself with mitzvahs about bringing up the coffin of Yosef. As the Posik says, Chacham Leiv Yikach Mitzvah the smart of heart will take the mitzvahs of cover. From where did Moshe Rabbeinu know where? Yosef was buried, so that he should take the balls from there. Amru, our sages say that Serach the daughter of Asher, was left from that generation. Moshe went towards her, Amar So Moshe says to Serach, Do you have any idea where Yosef is buried? Amar so she said to him, a coffin made out of metal, which is very heavy. The Egyptians made for Yosef. 
and they set it in the Nile River. Uh, that is the Nile from which all of the land of Egypt drinks, uses for drinking water. And the reason they did so is so that the waters should be blessed in the merit of Yosef. Holach Moshe, so Moshe went, he stood on the edge of the Nile River, Omar Loi, and he said to him, Yosef, Yosef, Joseph, Joseph, the time that God has sworn has arrived, that I'm going to redeem you. And it reached the time of the fulfillment of the promise that you have made the Jewish people swear to bring you up to burial in the land of Eretz Yisrael, in the Holy Land. If you will show yourself so that we are able to fulfill the promise, then okay, but in love, if not, then we will be free, exempt from your oath, because the oath was only based that we should be able to fulfill it. Miyod Tsof Shel Yosef. Immediately, Yosef's coffin uh, uh, came to the uh, uh, on the waters of the river, and Moshe took took it. And the Gemara, the Brice explains, Barzel uh, How could a um, piece of metal float? because it says by the students of Elisha one was throwing in the beam and the metal it fell into the water and then it says well my master who shall and that is shall where did it fall he showed him the place so he cut the wood and he threw there and the metal uh, floated. So we see that Elisha the prophet was able to float a metal on the water because Hashem does those Ritzon Yerev what those who fear Him wish, so Hashem did it for Him. And therefore it's not a surprise why uh, how Moshe Rabbeinu was able to get Yosef's coffin that was in, buried in a metal, co- metal, metal coffin to float on the water because this is actually a Kavachaymer. Uma Alisha, since Alisha, who was only a Talmidish Elio, a student of Elio, and Elio was Talmidish Elio, a student of Moshe, because the Torah of Moshe he taught to Elio. So we find that so Barzal Nilponov, that the metal floated in front of him, if the Moshe Rabbein Lachas come to come in front of Moshe Rabbein for sure. Rabbi Nosson, Rabbi Nosson says that the Orin wasn't laying in the Nile, but the Kabamit. Shamalachim are you covered? The Aaron wasn't laying in the Nile, but it was buried in the burial of kings. Kabarnit is the burial of kings. 
Holach Moshe Bo Menakar Barnitz Melachim. So Moshe stood over the grave side of the kings in the place where they buried. Oh my Yisus says Vigia Hishen Nishma Kadosh Baruch Hu. The time that God swore Shani Goyel Aschem that I'm going to redeem you has come. Vigia Hashavua. The time for fulfilling the promise. Shishbat Es Yisrael that you made each place all swear to bring up your bones. Imata Mara Azmach Hamutav. If you are going to show yourself, so we know which grave is yours, then fine. We'll take you. Vim love if not, that on the Menachem Shvascha we will be exempt from the Shvur because there's no way for us to fulfill it. But Yisus Shah at that time is Nazarene Shal Yosef, so the coffin of Yosef began to shake. So Moshe Rabbeinu was able to tell that that is the coffin. They told the Moshe of Yitzchak, so Moshe took it and brought it towards himself. The Chol Yisum Shanim Shal Yisrael Bamidbar, and during all those years that the Jews were in the Midbar, as they were going up to the land of Canaan. From the time they made the Aaron, they got the Torah in there. These two uh, boxes, one of the dead of Yosef's coffin, one of the divine, the uh, the Aaron, the box of the covenant in which the Luchas were, the the Aaron, is Malchim They would uh, go one with another, and they would pass and. Uh, uh, the, those who pass by, going back and forth, the people, Aminim will say, What is the uh, meaning of these two coffins? Amoru. So they said uh, to them, the Jewish people responded, One of them is of the deceased, once from the divine. The Gemara says, is it then the uh, custom of a uh, deceased to walk with the coffin that has the Shekhinah next to it? Amru, so the Jewish people responded to them. Soita, Dafyud Gimalamud Beis, page 13, side B. That Kiyam Zed, that Yosef fulfilled, Kol Masha Kosuf everything that's written in the uh, tablets of the covenant, Luchas Abris, and therefore it is fitting that they should carry the coffin next to uh, the side of the Aren Abris. We learned in the Mishnah that Moshe is the one that occupied himself by bringing up the coffin of Yosef. So the Gemara asks, if Moshe would not have occupied himself to bring up Yosef's bones, so then the Jews would not have occupied themselves. Were they worried to uh, uh, fulfill the promise that Yosef swore, make them swear? But it's written after Moshe's death, uh, The bones of Yosef that the Bnei Yisrael brought up from Egypt, they buried in Shechem. So it's uh, explained and uh, that all of the Jewish people occupied themselves with Yosef's coffin and buried him. So why is his burial only uh, called Atzmeis Yosef? Why is it called that Moshe Rabbeinu uh, buried him? Vesu, and another question, why did the Bnei Yosef allow that the Bnei Yisrael should bury him? Uh, if the general Jewish community uh, would not occupy themselves, his own sons, Yosef's descendants, would not occupy to bury him, wasn't he special to them? In the Apostolic further on, Yeshua, it says, and that they buried uh, Yosef 
into in in their in their um, in their portion. So he was uh, dear to them, was special to them. So why did they not occupy themselves with his burial? And the Gemara answers about the last question. Amru, the Bnei Yosef said amongst themselves, Hanichu loy. Uh, let our father, let our father uh, Yosef, uh, and let all the Bnei Yisrael occupy themselves, because it's a greater honor that in his burial all Bnei Yisrael should be involved, which are many, more than just his sons, which are fewer. The Su, and further on the first question, that when Moshe Rabbeinu was alive, Amru then the Bnei Yisrael said, Hanichuloi, allow Yosef that he should occupy himself with Moshe's burial because it is more honorable for Yosef that the burial should be occupied, uh, who should occupy his burial, uh, greater people like Moshe Rabbeinu, who is greater than us, then all ordinary Jews should occupy themselves. In the Pasuk it says, that the bones of Yosef, that the Yisrael brought Mitzrayim, the Pasuk says there, they buried it in Shechem. So the Gemara asks, why, uh, why is this different? Why, I mean, why, why specifically bury in Bishchem? Why why Shechem specifically? Because they stole uh, him from Shechem when they sold him to the Yishmaelim. Because in the Pasuk it says, Yaakov sent uh, to his brothers who were Royim uh, Bishchem, they were pastoring Shechem. So that's why the Jew says, And to Shechem we're going to bring back uh, what was lost, uh, his loss. In other words, they're going to bring him back to bury over there. The Gemara asks, There's a contradiction, a seemingly contradiction between verses one and another. In one passage it says, that Moshe took Yosef's bones with him. So that is that Moshe is the one that occupied himself by bringing up during the 40 years of that he was uh, in the Midbar. But in another passage it says, That means that all the Jews brought him up. One who does an item and he doesn't finish it, and then somebody else comes and finishes it. So then the Pasuk considers the one who finishes as if he did the whole thing. Rabbi Lezer says, that Min Hashemayim we bring down one who starts and doesn't complete from his greatness. The Ksiv, because it's written with regards to Yehuda after the sale of Yosef, it says, that at that time Yehuda descended. And the descend means that he descended from his greatness, because since he began by saving Yosef, and he says to his brothers, what money is there that we will kill our brothers? will cover his blood, so he should have completed and totally saved him from his brother's hand and given back to his father. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmoni Omar. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmoni says that the punishment of the one who begins and doesn't finish is more serious. Av Koiver Ishtoyuvbanov. 
he also buries his wife and his sons during his lifetime, Dixiv. But Thomas Bas Shua Ishes Yehuda, that first the wife of the daughter of Shua, Yehuda's wife, dies, Oksiva Yomos Erva and then his sons died. So we see for not finishing the job. Omar Yehuda, Omar Rav, Rav Yehuda says the name of Rav, Neiman Nikro Yosef Atzomis Bechayim. Why was Yosef called Bones during his lifetime? Because when he was instructing his brothers to bring up his bones from Egypt, he said, Valisem es atzmoisa, bring up my bones, but he was still alive. Mipnei, so he was called atzmoisa, lemicho bichvoid oviv. Because he did not protest the honor of his fathers. Because they would say to him, the brothers were saying to him when they went to Mitzrayim, Avdecha Avinu, your servant, our father. They were referring to their father, Yaakov. And they called him the servant of uh, of Yosef. Unbeknownst to them that Yosef was their, was their brother. But he didn't say to them nothing. He did not protest that they called Yaakov a slave. And Rabbi Yudu said, Rabbi Yudu said, why, for what reason did Yosef die before his brothers? Because he conducted himself as a ruler in the Rabbonus. Uh, Rabbonus dies if you do these things. Uh, you know, I guess you die from aggravation. But Yosef Horad Mitzrayma. Yosef descended in Israel. Amr Rabbi Lazar, said Rabbi Lazar, I'll take Hurad, don't read it, Hurad was Rodan Elohoirid. Yosef brought down, Shehoirid, it's Tagninim Parai Migdulosam, that he brought down the stargazers of Parai from the greats because they did not know how to resolve the dream of Parai like him. So Yosef Hoirid in Israel, he brought them down. Further, it says, Vaikneu Petifar Sris Parai, that Petifar, the officer of Pari, bought him. Omar of Sheknoi La'atzmai, that Petifar bought Yosef because of his beauty for himself, for Mishkov Zohar. Bor Gavriel Vesirsoi, so Gavriel came Sirsoi, or Bor Gavriel Upeire, more than just regular Sirs, more than. Because the, the proof for this is Mikora Kusiv Petifar. First, it's Petifar Lubasoif. In the end, the Parsha, Fal Parsha, there's an additional ayin. It's called Petifera. And that is because he became a source. And that was done by the man of Gabriel. By Gavriel. Our Mishnah will learn Milanu Godel Memoshi, who's created the Moshe Vachulam. The Gemara expounds now on the Psukim, which are written with regards to Moshe's death. It says in the Posse, Vayemir Shem Elai Rav Loch, Shem says, enough to you, don't speak to me anymore about this matter. Amr Rabbi Levi, that says Rabbi Levi. This language that he said, Rav Loch is coming to uh, expound, that since at the time of the Machlekes of Kairach and his group, Rav Biser, he answered them with the language of Rav, Rav Lachem Bnei Levi over there, he says, so that's why also he was punished with Berav Bisruhu, they also uh, notified him with the lotion of Rav. The Gemara explains. Berav Biser, with Rav he notified, he answered them when Kairach says, to, when Moshe says to Kairach and his group, Rav Lachem 
Bnei Levi, he says, enough to you Bnei Levi. In other words, it's sufficient to you with what you have. And since uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is uh, punctual with Tzadikim, like the strand over here, meaning exactly with them, anything that they may do wrong, even a drop, Hashem counts it. So he was also punished with that same language, Rav Bisruhu, uh, that's why they also told him Rav, and that's why Melochein, and therefore it was said to him Rav Loch, a lot to you, meaning don't ask anymore. In another way, we will explain the language of Rav Loch, uh, means Rav Yesh Loch. Uh, there is a uh, time that has been uh, uh, for you to become. Uh, a king, Umano. There's a the Rav There is a king to you. Who is this? Who is that Rav? Yeshua. And that's why your time to leave this world has arrived. Because one kingdom cannot touch in the kingdom of, of another one, even as the Ahir, even Kimlehanima. And that's why he's saying to him, Rav Loch. There is a Rav to you. There is another Malchus that is waiting. Another pshat, Rav Loch, comes from language sufficient to you. Hashem asked them not to pray anymore, not to ask anymore. Because the people that see shouldn't say, Rav Kamakosha, how difficult God is that He doesn't listen to His students. The Talmud Kama Sarvan. And they shouldn't say about Moshe, the student, how much of a pest, how much of a uh, insistent He is more than the measure. And so much why? Why Why in truth did Moshe Rabbeinu's prayer not, had not been accepted? He wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael. And the Gemara answers, According to the power of the Gomel, according to the power of the Gomel, of the camel, you increase the load. This is an example, this is a Moshe, a parable, that also here, according to the greatness of Moshe, he was very much looked after, and even a small thing was considered as an error. He says, I'm 120 years today, and he continues, cannot go in and out, you will not cross over this Jordan. So the Gwana learns now, after it says already that he's 120 years old, he shouldn't have said, the Pazit didn't have to say, Hayyim, Bemei Evesim Shon Anich, Hayyim, could it just Bemei Evesim Shon Anich? But it is to learn from it, Hayyim, Molu, Yom Hayyushnoisai, that today my days and years have been fulfilled, that he became 120. In other words, that is the day that he was born. The Lamedcha to teach you, Shakadosh Baruchu, that the Holy One, Blessed be Hashem, Mashlim Shnoisayim Shal Tzadikim, he fulfills the entire years of the tzaddikim, from day to day, from month to month, that even at the same day, gives them a full time to live, so that they die in the same day. That they die from the world in the same day, in the same month that they were born. As the verse states, the numbers of your days I will fill. Gemara expounds, what does it mean, what is the meaning, my Lotzeis beloved? We need to go and to come. If you're going to say that it means that he became weak and he's not physically able, Lotzeis beloved, Mamish can't go in and out. 
but that can be voxi because the verse states Umayshe be'es ben Meivesim Shana be'Meisu. He was 120 years when he died. It says Lo Inos Leichay that his uh, it wouldn't um, uh, the the moisture uh, did not leave him. Uh, so it means that he had his power till the end, and he was still strong. Even there's another verse of Yalmish Marvis Moivahanavoy that he went up from the plains of Motaman Navoy, the Tanya Linda Braisa, that Shtemasim Mailus Ho Yusham, that there were twelve steps in Arvis Moyev, Upson Moshibsiachas, and Moshe stepped them all with one step up to Harnavoy. So we see that he did have Koyach, he did have the power with him. But what does it mean when it says in the name of the Yerubinson what it says is the words of Torah this teaches us that the gates of wisdom have been blocked from him and he could not learn Torah any further so Moshe and Yeshua went and they stood in the tent of meeting. Tana, we learned, Oise Shabbos, that Shabbos that Moshe died, shall Dioy Zuge Hoyo it was of two couples. Shabbos, two, two, of two pairs. There were two of them. It was in the beginning of the day, it was Moshe, and. Uh, and that Shabbos, Nitlo Roshosh was taking permission from this one, from Moshin. He was removed from permission, Vinitno Lazer, and was given over to Yeshua, that Yeshua became the leader. Omar Rabbi Yehuda says, Rabbi Yehuda, Ilmolli Mikro, had it not been for the verse that follows, with regards to Moshe's burial, Kosuv, had it not been written so in the Torah, Yeshur Le'imre, would be impossible to say it of ourselves. And the Gemara explains, Heichen, Moshe Meis, where did Moshe die? On the other side of the Yarden, which is Bechelkesh al Ruven, on the portion of Ruven, the Ksiv, because it says in the Posik, the following, Vayal Moshe Ma'arvas Moyeval Har Nevoi, Moshe went from the plains of Moiv to Mount Nevoi, Unevoi Bechelkesh al Ruven Kaimah. And Nevoi is in the portion of Ruven, the Ksiv, because it's written, Vneidre al Ruven, Bonu Vegoimir Ves Nevoi. And, uh, and it's called Nevoi also because Shishon Meisu Gimel Nevim Moshe and Aaron Nevoi the three uh, prophets Moshe and Aaron Nevoi so Nevoi Moshe Nevoi Moshe and Aaron Nevoi died of it so we see that his death was in the portion of ruin the Heichin Moshe cover where is Moshe buried on the other side of the Yarden the Chalkish of God in the portion of God the Ksiv Vayar Reishis Loi Kishom there is the section where the Mechaikik, which is Moshe Rabbeinu, soften is hidden. The God Moshe is hidden in the portion of God. This is the portion of God. God. For there in the portion of God, the portion of the Mechaikik, of the one who inscribed the Torah, written the Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu is hidden. So we see that he was buried in God. From the section of Ruven, from the Har Nevoi where he died, till the section of God where he was buried, how far was it? Arba Milin, four million. So the Gemara asks, Aisun Arba Milin, those four million that is from Ruven's uh, portion to the section of God, who led him there? But the Jews did not occupy themselves with his burial. Malamid, this teaches us, Shayyamoshim Mutl Bechanfei Shekhinah. Moshe was lying in the wings of the divine. 
And the Shekhinah, the Divine, moved him from the portion of Ruven to the portion of God, the four million. And that is something that had it not been evident from the Psukim, it would be impossible for us to come up and say this on our own. The Gemara says, And the angels that serve say in their eulogy of Moshe, that about him it's written, That the justice of Hashem he made, and his laws with Yisrael. Um, and the Moshe Rabbeinu was, uh, did the Tzitkes Hashem. And he judged the Yisrael. And what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu say about Moshe after his death? Mi yokum li im mireim. Who is going to stand up for me now with those who do bad? Mi yisyatsim li im And who is going to stand with me with those who act uh, with, uh, with oven? So in other words, now that Moshe Rabbein is not there, who is going to be there to deal with this reim and this poile oven? To rebuke them in, in, for Hashem. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel said that this is what Hashem eulogized them. Uh, who is like wise, who could, like Moshe Rabbein, who was able to compromise and find a compromise between them and their Father in Heaven? Like, who could do it like Moshe Rabbein? Rabbein said that they... HaKadosh Baruch Hu eulogized him by saying that wisdom from Ayin will be found that after his death of Moshe and Rabbi Nachman Omar Rabbi Nachman says that Hashem's eulogy was when he said so that Moshe's death is a great um, uh, loss for his generation Samalyun, that's the name of a rabbi, Omar, he says that Hashem eulogy was when he said, Vayomos Shom Moshe. Moshe died there. Because Safra Rabbi the Yisrael, who was Moshe, who was a great scribe of Israel. Further, they expounded on this, Tanya Rabbi Lezer HaGod Leimer. We learn the price, Rabbi Lezer the Great says, the uh, amount of the voice that was heard when Moshe Rabbeinu died, passed away, it was Shnei Moser Mil, Shnei Moser Mil, 12 mil by 12 mil, which is Keneged, which is the amount of the Machni Yisrael, the measure of the camp, Jewish camp. And the Basko Mashmiya Ra'imer, and the voice came out and was uh, proclaiming and saying, Vayamas Moshe Safro Rabadi Yisrael, Moshe, the great scribe of the Jews, died. Vayesh Emrim, and as those that say, Lemes Moshe, that Moshe at all didn't die, but he went up with his body to the heaven like Elio. And they proved this with Iksiv Hocha, since it says, Vayomos Shom, that he died there, Iksiv Hocha, with regards to the 40 days that he was in Shemayim, where he Shom him Hashem, that he was with Hashem. They learned Malahal, and just like in those 40 days, Moshe, even the Mishamish, he was standing and serving before Hashem, Afkan also, when he went up to the mountain, Moshe didn't die, but even the Mishamish, he stands and serves for Hashem. Early discussion about the pasuk, by Yigbar Oisu Bagai, that it's Moyav Mubeis Pa'ir. They buried him the guy in the land of Moyav opposite Beis Pa'ir. Amar Abrechia, so Rebbechia says in this pasuk, uh, it was said Sima B'Tech Siman. Many signs where it is. The burial of Moshe was in the guy, in the land of Moyav and Mubeis Pa'ir. But Filahachi and still says the Yadish is Korosi, that nobody knows where he was buried. And already it happened at one time, the evil kingdom of Rome is sent Eitzel by the 